Radio on the Mat, a podcast by Kai Dalvor Health. I'm so glad that you're here. And if you're wondering why this sound sounds a little different, it's because I am sitting upstairs in Tom's studio space using his using his mic and his box of knobs. <laughs> I'm using his mic because today we have a very special guest. I'm so excited to bring her on. Um, and before I talk about who it is and give her a little intro, we're going to do a little life update. When I tell the story, it happened recently, but when this comes out, it will have happened a week ago. So <laughs> life update. I went to the fucking Backstreet Boys concert last night and I never in a million years would have thought I was going to go to one of those. I did not grow up listening to the Backstreet Boys. I mean, I kind of did. I obviously knew the hits, but my parents are bluegrass people and I listen to more like what did I listen to? I listened to more Hillary Duff and Avril Lavigne. So, you know, I just wasn't, I was more of the girls side of things. I liked the, the female, the female artists. So when Audra asked me, my friend Audra asked me to go to the Backstreet Boys concert with her for her birthday. I was like, sure. sounds fun. Cause it was only 20 bucks. We got lawn, lawn seat tickets for 20 bucks. And I'm not going to tell you the full story because I told it on my Instagram, but so you'll have to go watch it. But we ended up in the pit. It was sick and we paid $20 to, to be in the pit. It was awesome. So such a fun time, such a fun experience to go watch a band that's been around for years and years and years. I think they just celebrated 30 years together, 29 years together, which is amazing to be in their presence and like watch them do their thing. We were the first stop of their tour as it restarted because it stopped um, when COVID hit and then they took a two year break obviously because they couldn't tour and then started back up in San Diego. So it was really fun to be in that environment and that energy. I just love going to concerts for the energy. Um, And it was also fun to go to something where I'm not like idolizing these people, but I know how important they were to culture in the nineties and early two thousands. And I also felt like I was transported back then because their dance moves have not changed. It was amazing. <laughs> so good. But yeah, so that's uh, that's the update. That's kind of the biggest thing. It's kind of the biggest thing that's happened. So today on See You on the Mat, we have a very special podcast guest and I'm so excited. Um, her name is Megan Conley. She is a mindset coach, health coach extraordinaire, one of my good friends who I met at a previous job and we both don't, no longer do that job and do our own things. Um, and it's wonderful. And I'm so excited that she agreed to be on the podcast. I've been on her podcast and we realize like halfway through <laughs> this episode that she is my first podcast podcast guest and I was her first podcast guest. So very sweet little little realization there. Today, we're talking about triggers, kind of more of a continuation on what I was talking about this past week. So if you listen to that, it's a good starter. It's definitely a lot shorter than this episode. Megan goes into what she does, how she helps people, how mindset work can help you in general. Um, I've done a ton of mindset work and I'm always learning and growing and changing and mindset work is really what I talk about on the podcast too because... I think there's a lot that we don't realize we do 
we don't realize how much of our subconscious is running our lives. We don't realize that certain decisions that we make are based around beliefs that we have that were ingrained in us when we were children, when we were young. And when we get upset over certain things, when we're triggered about something, it's usually a hit on one of those negative subconscious beliefs. So I'm really, really excited. We talked for like three hours. So the first episode is this one, but I'm cutting it down into three different chats. So, or sorry, three different episodes. So we have this one, we're going to talk about triggers. The next one, I think we talked more about social media and then I mean, maybe I have to see, I haven't finished editing the second two, so I will let you know <laughs> what, what the next two will be. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for listening and I will catch you on the other side of this episode for a little bit more information. Enjoy. Oh, I'm so excited for you to hear my kid. I always think about other people. Um, I'm just going to do an intro for you, by the way, outside of this. So we That's can, fine. We yeah. Can yeah. Just Let's just keep going where uh, we are. But yeah, I always think about other people. And like, if something happens, like with what happened to me earlier this week, I always think about like, oh, they're triggered, which helps me like, okay, it's not me. But then right. I'm also like, okay, but still I'm getting triggered in this moment too because I'm feeling hurt and, you know, now some of those negative subcon subconscious beliefs are coming up. And I always forget that sometimes, not some every time something like that happens, I also have to check in with myself and I can't just be like, oh, it's them. Like they're the problem. That's a really good point, actually. Like anytime anybody gets upset, if it bothers you, you know that you are in some way triggered as yeah, well. Totally. So you've got you've got work. Yeah. And it's, it's like this balance too, of being like, I'm allowed to be upset right now. Like I'm allowed to cry and be right. like, wow, this was, that sucks. But it's all, I feel like it's like the, how, what you're telling yourself while you're crying, <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> like in those initial moments. And then also like how you react after you, you have your, that initial reaction. Yeah. Yes. And it's I like think, you have to be able to have those you have to allow yourself to feel your feelings mm -hmm. um and you have to be able to like you have to be able to cry you have to be able to yell you have to be able to do those things so that you can kind of see what's happening in the moment or afterwards yeah you can be like wow i was really fucking angry mm -hmm. like that was very triggering to me so now what what do i have to do about it but i think that like your your body has to release those emotions you can't just like notice that you're triggered and then shut down your emotions and be like okay let's figure this out yeah. which is something I've learned a lot recently yeah I think a lot of people also fear that when they start this work it means you can't feel anything or like that you have to be numb to everything and it's like that's actually not that's the opposite of what it is because you're you're more conscious of what you're doing you're not not doing it anymore right it's just seeing everything in a different way yeah versus like not seeing it at all which I, I think is where the numbness comes from is if you yeah. ignore stuff totally that's the pushing down that's the like pretending uh -huh. that everything's fine um I was thinking about I was thinking about when I called you that one time 
when I think we were supposed to have a session, uh, like a group, a coaching call for KDH, but no one signed up. Or maybe I just called you and was like, Hey, can we, can we have a call? Can we talk? I don't remember, but it was a couple months ago. We were talking about money when somebody had in that weird group chat thing, some girl had like called me out on something. And I was like, I'm so upset about this. Yes. But also like I react, yeah. I did not, I don't think in our call, I don't think I realized when you were talking, cause you were trying to get me to see that me reacting meant I was triggered <laughs> and I was still proving, but I wasn't seeing it. I don't think in that conversation. And now when I think back to that, I'm like, oh, even a reaction like that, trying to prove, like I can see now I was trying to prove to this person, prove to myself all my fears but I wasn't getting that. Like, it's funny to see, to be, to go back in experiences like that, to be like, oh, I'm definitely still not fully there. Like there's still certain things. I'm usually pretty good about getting to the belief there, but like sometimes I completely miss it. And I need that, that reminder, that extra, that extra perspective. There's a reason that I think those memories like come back up, mm. you know, mm-hmm. like it's obviously still in you and it mm. wasn't like fully, resolved or healed and maybe it was a little bit and then something else happened in the future to like trigger it and then you think about that as well so it's good I think it's like it's always you can't just like uh, you you can clear things and you can heal from them but like they don't you know the memories still live in you so it's like yeah it's just, it's being able to like see them in a different way. You know, it's like, now you look back on that and you're like, oh, maybe I wasn't fully healed. And maybe I was defending myself. Now you see that differently. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's all you needed to do was just look back at that memory at a different point or a different perspective Totally. in your life, you know? Yeah. I think that happens now, especially with more social media, with things that have happened recently and other just like social media dms i think of that in that perspective or i guess just like anything with my phone i feel like people aren't super um confrontational anymore in person everyone's just confrontational online online or over text and uh that's where i'll like go back to that memory of being like oh remember you were actually triggered there that's why you responded that way and you weren't healed so let's take a moment how, like, do we actually need to respond to this? Can we just let it go? What would happen? What do you need to say? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking about that. <laughs> uh, it's hard to, I don't know. It's hard to like, let go. <laughs> the work is hard. The work is yeah. difficult. I think that like, I mean, I've been doing this for a couple of years now and I just feel like I am finally getting to the point where I am, I've done so much work and I'm just so aware of everything. And this comes from me doing this with a bunch of clients too, right? Like it's not just, there's something to be said about like, okay, I've been doing this work for two years on myself, but I've also been doing this with my clients. And so I grow through that. Mm-hmm. as well. And that's why I think part of you like is drawn to this work and wants to help people through what you're doing too, is because like you can heal by helping other people heal, 
you know, in a sense. And you always have to stop and like, look again and check in with yourself and ask yourself like, okay, why am I triggered or what's, you know, why am I doing the work that I'm doing and always recenter yourself. But I'm finally getting to this point where I'm just so fucking hyper aware of everything and I'm getting, I'm just getting triggered way less. Um, Mm -hmm. And when I do, I'm able to like notice in the moment that I'm being triggered and I can, I've kind of been able to talk myself through it while I'm being triggered. And although, you know, sometimes I'm having, we should talk about this too, the reaction that you have in your body Mm -hmm. when you're getting triggered, I'll have that reaction and I'll be like, okay, I'm getting triggered. I'm getting triggered. And I know that I can't stop. And I know that I have to react this way. I have to be angry or I have to cry. I have to react this way, but I know that this is happening for me to look at. And so when I'm done having this, you know, physical, emotional, psychological, mental reaction, I can then go back and understand why and work through it. When you every, go ahead. I would say when you're having that reaction, are you saying anything to anybody else? Or are you just like feeling it in your body and just being like, I'm angry. You know what I'm saying? Like, are you saying hurtful things basically yeah. back to somebody? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? Sometimes you have to. Yeah. It's good to notice and just be conscious of it. And I think that, you know, I'm, I'm nowhere near done. I don't think I'll ever be done with this work. I think eventually I'll get to a point where I will be able to stop myself before I even get there, but I'm not there yet, you know? And I think I'm okay with the fact that like, sometimes I say things that I don't mean as long as I can go back and understand why I felt that way and I can do the work on myself and clear it that way. I can go back to that person. I can go back to that situation and say, this is why I reacted that way. This is what I was making that mean about me. This is how I was feeling. This is now here's how I see this situation clearly. And then I can, we can both have the conversation from a place of not, you know, not being subconsciously triggered and and acting out of this state of anger or frustration or pain, we can just have a real conversation and we can see each other for who we really are. And that's, what's important. I think if you're like saying things you don't mean and you're being triggered and you're angry and you're yelling and you're crying and you're frustrated, and then you don't go back and look at why that's when all of that stuff stays within you. Yeah. Totally. I agree. I think I've been really hard on myself lately because I've been catching more triggers, catching more feelings of what I like little things, mainly not like big triggers, mainly little things, just like in everyday life of like making me annoyed, making me frustrated. And then I'll get really upset with myself for not like working through it immediately and still reacting from that pain body, from that ego, from that, like, not from that subconscious place. And I think that's, I mean, another something else to work through, (laughs) but yeah, I forget that like, it's, that's, I mean, that's part of the work. Yeah. You know, like you can't beat yourself up for, for reacting the way that you do. Like we were just talking about before, like you have to let your, your body is having an emotional reaction you have to let that 
out, you have to let it release, you know? Yeah. And if people, and this is what, where everybody's responsible for doing their own work. If you say something like hurtful and they take it, this might be controversial, but whatever. If you say something hurtful and they take it and they make it mean something about themselves, that's their own shit. You know, everyone's yeah. responsible for hearing what people say and making the decision of whether they believe that that's true or not. I and I think that's where a lot of guilt comes in is you yeah. say all the shit in the moment when you're heated and you're triggered and you're acting out of this place of, you know, trauma essentially. Yeah. And then you beat yourself up afterwards because one, you didn't notice it in the moment and you didn't change your behavior in the moment, which is really difficult to do. And two, you start guilt tripping yourself for essentially hurting the other person, but it's that person's responsibility to do their own work, to understand why they were hurt. Mm -hmm. Why did they believe what you said to them in yeah. the first place? I mean, it's, oh, it's, it's so that's difficult. Hard. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's so hard because I mean, I know people can be like, but they said this. Yeah. But again, like if they said something that's a big insecurity of yours, then, you know, like that's, you need to work through to know that that's not the truth. Uh -huh. And like that, that's not, if someone, if you're saying that to somebody, you like the receiving end needs to know that that's also like no happy person or like not, not necessarily no happy person, but nobody speaking from their conscious mind would ever say something like that and to not take it personally. But that's of course very hard, like we're saying, and never happens. <laughs> I mean, if you're not, if you don't do this work, right. If then you don't, then you're not going to you have know. no idea. Yeah. And so, and that's what we're used to and what we're trained to do in society is just like blame other people and be like, they said that I was that and so like fuck them but it's like yeah. why am I believing that why am I believing that they said that you know why am I letting this person's perspective and opinion on me affect how I actually feel about myself but we're not taught or trained how to actually like look through that lens we're only taught to like defend ourselves and you know make other people feel worse than we yeah. than they made us feel or try and get other other people to be on our side to tell us that we're right and that other person was wrong and all that does is keep us in a place of like a narrow perspective you know and non-acceptance it's not even like a conscious teaching either i don't think anyone really realizes that's what's being no. taught or that they're being taught that <laughs> oh no, no one knows that yeah. that's the trouble yeah. And so if you're someone that's doing this work and then there's like the person that you're arguing with isn't, it's like the only thing you can do in that situation is make sure that you're good. Like yeah. make sure that you're, you know, you're doing the work to understand what made you upset, you know, how you feel and you're not acting out of a place of trying to prove anything or mm -hmm. trying to get that person to love you more or whatever. Um, that's all you can do. And whatever they feel about it it's it's that's on them to work through and if they don't then they don't and that's the hard part is when we love people and we want them to like do this work and yes. they don't i'm gonna adjust this audio for a sec hello 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 is mine okay yeah yours is like fine yours like, is great okay. no 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 yours is fine um i turned it down because i thought it was tom tom was teaching me how to use this little box thing 
Mm. <laughs> and there's like a red light when it's too loud. And I thought it was red, but it's been green this whole time. So I turned oh, it down good. when I thought it was red. And I think it made it too quiet. But anyways, let me know if I need up. to like. No, I mean, this is great. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, well, this is funny that we started talking about. I mean, I had a figure that figure. I had a feeling this is what we were going to talk about in the beginning um, because I love talking about triggers and I love talking about stuff like that because it's just I mean, I think that's I don't know if we'll ever change the convert. I mean, we always change the conversation, but in terms of what is interesting, because I think right now this is such a big part of what I'm working through. And I think what you're saying you're working through too, is just being triggered. Um, and that's actually what I just recorded my last episode about. So whoever's listening to this this week, I'm going to put this one out, not tomorrow, but the next Monday. Mm -hmm. So it'll be a, probably a little part two for triggers, but we can, we can go wherever we want with it. Um, but let's do a little intro for those of those of the people <laughs> that don't know you. Um, we have been talking for a while, so definitely did not. We might have. We'll see where we are. A um, little late intro in here, but welcome to see you on the mat, Megan. I'm so happy you're here. Thank and you for having me. Yeah. First guest. Oh, my gosh. Was I your first oh, wow. guest? Too, you for, were. You were my first reality? guest. Wow. Yeah. I love this. I love this. Um, yay. Well, give us a little intro. Who are you? What do you do? What is the work that we've been talking about? Mm. <laughs> yeah. So I'm Megan Conley. I, uh, I own a mindset and holistic health coaching business. Um, a lot of it is focused around mindset. I, I got into this just primarily doing holistic health coaching, um, helping people with like health issues or wanting to lose weight or body image issues and things like that. And I very quickly realized that you can give people all of the education that you've learned and you can, you know, regurgitate that information as much as you want, give them as much resources as you have, but whether they are going to do those things are it's all in your mind. And, um, it got me really interested in just understanding like what, drives people and what stops people from being able to do or have whatever it is that they want in their lives. And so through the exploration of this whole concept, um, my business has really evolved into helping people understand what is living in their subconscious minds, um, what programming was kind of put in their heads as a child, whether it's from their parents or experiences they had or their teachers or even societal things um, and helping people understand who they really are before all of that programming was, was put in their heads. Um, understanding what's in your subconscious mind helps you understand what limits you and all of that stuff shows up in our lives today. And so the whole goal essentially was to help people work through like what's holding them back in their lives today, whether it's career, relationship, health, um, you know, what else is there? Finances, like all of this kind of stuff that we feel unhappy in. It's all a result of the programming and the belief system that we created when we were young. And so that's my bread and butter is just helping people understand like what was created in their childhood and how they're bringing it into their adulthood lives and helping them clear that in a 
really powerful and uh, sustainable way. So if you want to make a change in your life, um, you have the power to do it pretty. I want to say pretty easily. And it, it, it is pretty easy, but then it's, you know, it's hard work also to, yeah. to keep the re to reprogram completely. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's like a long winded no, way of saying what I do. <laughs> I mean, I feel like you kind of need the long wind because there's so much in like so much value in it. Um, I don't know if you're allowed to talk about this, but now I'm curious, what have been the biggest changes you've seen in clients anonymously, but, mm -hmm. um, because I've never asked you this. I know for me, my biggest, I mean, like I quit my job <laughs> our first session. Yeah, so yeah. I, that's a big change. But what about other people? What what have, what else have you seen? Because I know you have people from all different walks of life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so I've helped people work through breakups um, and mm. under, like people. Were they, you know, was, were they already broken up or were they? Uh, it's both. I've worked okay. with people that have, you know, been unhappy in relationships and helped them to make the decision of whether they wanted to actually leave or stay mm -hmm. in their relationship. That's the biggest thing. So oh, I huge. guess maybe generally I'll talk about like the different, the different sectors Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and how I help without, you know, talking about anyone specifically, but with relationships, it's like, if people are unhappy in a relationship, it's helping them. It's not helping them like break up with the person or helping them right. stay in the relationship. It's helping them understand what they want um, and helping them understand like, oh, if, okay, if I want to break up with somebody, is it because I'm running away? Is it because, you know, they're not telling me what I want to hear? They're not giving me what I want. And all that stuff is just that subconscious. And with relationships, and this is the same with everything, if you leave, because of something that's triggering you or you leave because of all these things that are triggering you, those things follow you. Like it's all in your mind. So when you go to your next relationship, you're going to have probably the same, the same situation happen or very, very similar situations or triggers happen in that next relationship. And that's the cycles that people go through. Like, you know how people are like, oh yeah, I always choose the bad guy mm -hmm. or like I always go for unavailable women. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, that's a cycle of your subconscious. And so it, a lot of people will be like, I want to leave this relationship. And it's like, okay, slow down. Let's just figure out what are the things coming up for you that you need to like see and work through and let's get you clarity around what's actually going on. And then from that place, you can decide if you want to be with this person long-term yeah. or not. Um, it's the same thing with career. A lot of people think, okay, I've got to, I've got to get out of this like really toxic work situation. And it's like, okay, let's try and understand what it is about this work situation. That's making you want to leave. You know, mm -hmm. what is it that's triggering you? And can we get to a clear space and clear all of the subconscious programming within you and all the needing to prove yourself and needing to like get recognition for all the things that you're doing in work, like all of that stuff gets cleared. And then you can say, oh yeah, I just really don't even want to be doing this at all with my work or, right. um, Oh, actually, like I maybe it's not that bad. You know, if I come, if I stay in it from this perspective, like 
I'm actually, I'm pretty okay. You know? Yeah. So it's just getting people clear on like where they're actually at and showing them that you don't have to run away from everything. And if you do, those things are probably going to follow you. Yeah. So you're going to eventually have to work through this shit. You might as well do it now. And then you can make clear decisions in your relationships or in your career, in your financial situation, moving forward for the rest of your life. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, we witnessed that also it's total side note, but if you can hear that, the birds chirping in the background, Megan's sitting outside, she's in Bend and uh, Bend, Oregon, and it is just, I love it. There's I so hope it's not distracting. The, no, it's, it's amazing. I heard the little bird. I was like, oh, perfect soundtrack. Um, but I, we witnessed it in the group's coaching session for the summer reset with some of the girls that came to that. Um, and just the getting to the clarity place. Cause I, it's fun. I mean, I also am biased. So I'll like, look at these sessions and be like, oh, I know where this is going because I wanted to quit my job. So like this person's probably going to get to that point too, but no, like the whole purpose of it was we got to the bottom of it and you were like, okay, so now what, what do you want? And not in a, I'm leading you down this path to make the decision that I think you want, but to really get clear on whether or not you want to stay on this path that you're on right now, or if changing it is actually what your body and soul and what you actually want is that change. Um, yeah. Which my is really goal. It's like, it can never be, <laughs> to I I mean I don't know what you want you know exactly, what I mean like, exactly. I can sit there and, and I can guess and I can make assumptions and that's what I think drove me crazy about the coaching that I was doing before the mindset stuff was like mm. you just make all these assumptions about people and their lives and what they've been through and how they you know that they don't have enough discipline or all of this shit that like Dude. we just and I think coaching from that place is very dangerous because you're essentially telling somebody that you know them better than they know themselves. And that's just not true. Yeah. That you have to help them clear all the excuses for why they're saying they, they don't want to stay in this job or that they want to stay in this job. You have to like clear all those excuses and all those false beliefs and then they can see, oh, this is why I wanted to do this job and I can do this job. And I like, I actually am really excited now thinking about doing this job versus before where you're like, I'm, I'm not going to be able to do this job. Like, it's yeah. just not going to work. And so um, that's my goal always is to just help people clear what's limiting them so they can decide for themselves in a space of clarity. And that's that space of like knowing, yeah. you know, it's no longer this back and forth. Should I do this or should I not? It's like, I know a hundred percent, like, this is what I'm going to do. That, like, and then getting people to act in that, yeah, yeah. In that moment. It, it strengthens your trust muscle for yourself, which mm -hmm. I think is something that we don't actually think about a lot of the time or like think that that's actually a big blocker is we don't trust like you see that with um i just saw bird <laughs> like across I, I saw it too <laughs> um but i think i mean i was having a conversation with a friend of mine recently and um we were talking about lack of trust and and their beliefs around people that are different than they are in in a certain aspect and um really what it comes down to 
I mean, it's not all of what it comes down to in his, in their situation, but, um, I'm like trying to be so vague. And then I was like, Oh no, I just said his gender. Um, it doesn't really matter. But, um, now that I've gotten called out, ah, um, Oh no, I know. I know. <laughs> I'm just trying to like, I do want to be, Oh, it's so, I mean, you just can't let those things it. stop you though. Like you I can't know. let, and that's, that's something I've had to personally work through. And I think in a business, you have to work through this all the time is like, I have to be who I am. I have to say how I feel. And again, if it triggers them, if it upsets them, if it makes them angry, it doesn't mean anything about you. It means yeah. something about them and that's yeah. on them to figure it out. So just, yeah. you gotta be able to talk freely, you know? I know. Yeah, you're right. Freedom of speech. Damn it. <laughs> uh, seriously. Um, such a strange situation, but, um, what I was uh, what I was going to say about that was just I don't think it's fully the trust thing, but I think that the trust thing in their situation, the conversation we were having, I was like, oh, it's just like you don't trust yourself to. We're talking about food and and eating. You don't trust yourself to or trust your body to tell you what's what it wants. Mm -hmm. They're a very like your mind is stronger than your body uh, mentality which a lot of fitness and I think the fitness and health world really just, especially male dominated parts of it, um, really hone in on and really tell you that, you know, your cravings for things and all of that stuff are bad. And they fear trusting your body because they fear what will happen if they do, what food silly this is now we're going down a real deep hole here but <laughs> uh not that it really matters but um yeah I was so, we're where did I start with this we we're talking about I mean I get it. I get what you're saying though it's just like this whole this lack of trust in in yourself yeah um ultimately and just believing that if I let go like mm -hmm. if I just listen to my body and I just like let go then I'm probably gonna binge I'm gonna get like overweight and this leads down it's never about the weight like everyone thinks that it is it never is it's always about like what comes after that like yeah. what are you afraid of is going to happen if you gain a little weight okay right. you know like people aren't going to find me attractive okay then what what's going to happen then yeah. well then I'm never going to find a partner or I'm not going to have any friends and okay, then what happens? Okay. Well then I'm alone. And that's really what you're afraid of. It's mm -hmm. like not about gaining weight. It's about being alone. And so you have, and it's different for everyone, right? right like right, that's right. not everyone's path. Um, but it's like people are, are trying to fix that surface level thing that they think is going to make them feel less alone mm -hmm. or whatever. And that's why none of that, a lot of that stuff isn't sustainable. A lot of the weight loss stuff isn't sustainable because people are working at the surface level. They're not working at the root. No, you know? So it's like, yeah. it all comes, I mean, with, in my in experience with all of the stuff, it's like a lack of trust in yourself and a lack of belief in yourself. And a lot of the time too, it's just, not seen, not seen things through your own eyes. You're seeing things through what people taught you. Um, and you're seeing things through other people's 
perspectives yeah. that were ingrained well, in you. Other people's perspectives and also what you assume others are seeing when in reality they likely aren't. And if they are, then that's on them. Like that's their programming. That's their belief system that right. you have no control over. But again, that means that they're struggle they're they're dealing with that and that's not anything to do with you. And oh yeah, people just don't and I think that on that note, like you, you can't change people, right? Like yes. you really can't. Um, but one thing that happens, and I've seen this happen with every single one of my clients is that when you, when you work on yourself and you work through those triggers on yourself, you've got a completely different perspective on yourself and on your life and on yeah. other people, right? Like you just see the world so much more clearly, so much more lighter, so much more free and your energy as an energetic, like fucking living thing changes. Yeah. And so the way that you talk, act, speak, behave, um, even just the way that you like exist is diff. The energy is different and other people can feel that and they can subconsciously heal from that or your relationship with other people heals from that without you having to tell them that they're wrong or that they're triggered or that they've got their own work to do. It's mm -hmm. like everything, if you believe this and I sure do is like everything is a reflection of you. And so if somebody is, you know, showing up in your space, triggering you, that's because there's something going on. It always comes back to you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. Yeah. We, they were talking about in one of the more recent episodes of expanded, I haven't listened to them in a long time, but I saw it on their Instagram and I was like, Oh, that would be an interesting one. They were talking about gossip and gossiping hmm. and, um, <sighs> what that usually stems from. Um, and also just the etymology of it all, where it's, it came from, it came from like back, back, back in early, I don't remember the year, but in early, early civilization, it was defined as like family or tribe conversation or something, basically just like people talking to each other to know who is a good partner, who's going to have the most, you know, offspring, who's not a good partner, all of these things to, for like a survival thing. And then mm -hmm. over time, it kind of developed, especially during like the witch trials and everything, a, it got a negative connotation during that time when women would get together and talk, men was prying on the men's, their shadow, their ego, their issues, their, their, um, belief system back in the day of what power is and where a woman should be and blah, blah, blah. So um, then it just kind of develops from that, that time to have a negative connotation about women being catty and talking about each other and talking about other people and whatever. Um, which is funny because men gossip too in different ways in the same way. And everybody talks, talks shit or talks about people. Um, but if you are, it's usually something that's triggering you, something about you, something, a reflection of you, something you're working on in that moment or something, um, or maybe you're not working on it if you're not working on anything, but, um, that's really an issue for you. Um, which I thought was really interesting. Cause I was like, I, 
Because I think that's something that I actually struggle with a lot is talking about people. Um, I'm a lot better about it, but I think that I find a lot of um, companionship or I used to and would use it as a way to make me feel closer to people and then also as a way to, um, yeah, like find a community. And yes, also you release tension but it's also a, they also found scientifically that it releases um, not serotonin and not dopamine, but one of the other like happy, positive hormones um, that's also released after sex and other experiences that bring joy. Um, I have to look up. <laughs> I should have wrote, written notes out for that, but uh, um, which I found really fascinating because it's true. I, I, do, I definitely feel when you talk shit and you're validated by somebody else who has the same experience as you, you get that dopamine. It's rush. that like, hit. I'm not alone. Yeah. yeah, totally. And that's like where when that's like what people chase. It's the same thing with like yeah. what people chase like um, or people in work need to be validated for the work that they're doing constantly by, you know, their bosses or their bosses, bosses or their peers or coworkers. You know what I mean? It's like, or that's why people in relationships are like, why don't you tell me that I'm beautiful enough? Or like, why yeah. don't you tell me that you love me more? Like, it's all uh, people just trying to get that validation hit, right? Because when you get it, you feel good in the moment, but then eventually you're looking for it again in some way. So, and usually it's subconsciously most yeah. of the time. Um, but that's, it's not sustainable. And that's why like, you have you it's all this it all is the same it's all rooted back to this concept of survival and that's where like all of this stuff if you you know if you if you look at the research and just like all of all of the evolution of humans it all comes back to survival and yeah. that was something that um that I wanted to I wanted to talk about because it's something I've been looking into a lot lately is the mm. whole concept of being triggered. It creates the same reaction within your body that it does when you're fearful for your life. So it's all and we talk about that, right? Like it's all a survival mechanism, but essentially like your conscious mind, you know, the rational thinking part of your brain, it shuts off when you get into that fight or flight, fear mode, survival mode. So you're acting out of your subconscious when that happens, Yeah. right? And so if you're programmed to believe that you're not good enough or you're a loser or you're gonna be alone for the rest of your life and people start talking shit and you don't necessarily in your heart, like agree with it, you'll still talk shit because you're fearing for your survival. Your survival yeah. is being threatened. And so you want to prove like, okay, I'm not alone. I'm not a loser. Like I'm not any of these things. So I'm just going to sit here and, and talk about it. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the time it's not, you know, no, I don't know if anyone ever leaves a conversation after talking shit, feeling good about themselves um, long-term, <laughs> you know? Mm. I always feel 
I feel like as I start to talk about it, I'm like, you shouldn't be doing this. You shouldn't be doing this. And then all of a sudden I say it and I'm like, well, here we are. And then you go, you just keep going. Yeah. Yeah. And then after after I'm just like, "Hmm, I hope no one finds out, but it's fine. Right. You know, like, and if they're triggered by it, that's on them. (laughs) I mean, true, but also that's when my work needs to come in too as well. Yeah. I mean, you just have to look at that and be like, okay, why do I feel uneasy? Yeah. You know, why am I, I afraid that they're going to find that they're going to find out? Like, what does that mean? You know, all of it, all of it. And it's, it's a lot, it's a lot to work through. And a lot of that stuff is hard because you've just spent the past like 25 minutes talking shit about someone to essentially either fit in or make yourself feel better. And then yeah you're not going to like immediately stop and be like, try and make, you know, like make yourself feel worse. You're just going to ignore all of those feelings. Yeah. And I mean, then what's the opposite? I mean, I think they kind of talked about this in the podcast, but they were saying, come, if you're talking about talking about a situation in with compassion and purely like from a clear, a clear place, is really when you're not gossiping and not talking shit. Um, and I think also like with, they were also saying something about with um, a situation that happens, do you go to talk to somebody about it immediately? And then like, just like vent, or do you sit with it, get clear on why it's hurting you? Um, and I was just thinking about it because of everything that happened with me earlier this week. Um, I was like, what did I do? I took a moment. I, (laughs) I recognized everybody or I recognized the situation's pain, but then I think my pain took over and then I got really upset and cried and was like, wow, this sucks. And I, I kind of worked through the why it sucked so much a little bit of, I think a lot of it ended up being like, feeling alone and another fear of friendship or feeling fear of bad being a bad friend and um then I talked to other people about it because I was like I need other people to help me like see the clarity I need validation that uh, what I did was not wrong there there's I think there's like a, a a piece of this that's like okay why am I going to this person you know, like, did I, mm. when this, when this situation happened and it triggered me, did I immediately Dude. go to get someone to tell me that I was right? Or, you know, cause yes. I think essentially you should be able to look at the situation, stop, do the, do some of the work, trying to understand what was going on within you. Cause it was a youth thing. Like it mm-hmm. triggered you. So mm-hmm. do the work, understand why did this trigger me? What was I making this mean about me? And then from there, if you feel like you can't figure it out, are you going to somebody to help you dig deeper from a place of like you wanting to understand yourself or are you going to somebody to have them make you feel like you did the right thing or that you were you know, not wrong in the situation. That's, I think, the difference yeah, about yeah. what they're talking about between like gossiping and like actually just having a conversation about something. You know, are you yeah. coming from a place of needing to fulfill something? Right. Or are you coming from a place of wanting to understand you more? Mm. 
Mm, that's interesting because in my head, when I was thinking of people to reach out to, I went down a list of like my close friends and my mom and being like, who is going to validate me right now? Because I don't want anyone to tell me that I'm wrong. I do that all the fucking time. So, yeah. you know, like I'll have a situation happen and I'll, uh, if I'm really upset and I know how my mom is going to react like and make me feel better, I will immediately call her. Yeah, yeah, totally. And sometimes I need that, you know, it's like, yeah, it's, sometimes you it's like there's no right or wrong way to do this stuff. But yeah, if it's still in your head, like two weeks later, yeah. it's worth diving into. And that way you're not in that space where you're like triggered and you're you don't know what you're doing. You're in a place of like calm. You know, yeah. so you can actually like accept the work. Yeah. I think it's totally. funny when like you have a triggering situation happen. This has happened to me before. You get like insanely triggered and you go into your phone immediately and you start calling people and nobody's answering. And you're like, why the fuck isn't anybody answering the phone right now? <laughs> I And now I look at that as like, okay. This is just the universe's way of telling me that like, I need to stop and just do this work myself. Like there's a reason yeah. that nobody's picking up the phone right now. Yeah. Oh, that's good. You, you call, I just voice message. <laughs> mm. uh, and then I'm like, Ooh, I'm crying in this. Is that going to be <laughs> too much for them? Oh, well, <laughs> we'll deal with it. Uh, yeah, that's, that's a good point. I don't call people and I, maybe that would be better for me for the universe, but I don't know. Most recently it was really helpful to have. I chose somebody who has done the work that I've done with you. Um, mm -hmm. I chose Bailey to talk to you. Hi, Bailey. Um, and Hi, I, Bailey. <laughs> um, I went to her immediately because I was like, this is somebody who I know will gets, gets the work and isn't going to be, is going to be able to see the triggering on both sides. Yeah. You know, and because so many people in our, my life, our lives haven't necessarily done this work it was really nice to have, um, to have that because yeah. I think, yeah. And that's also something it's like, was I doing that because I know she, I mean, at the core of it, it was definitely because I knew she was going to be, she was going to validate my feelings. Cause I know that where everything came from was a trigger for this other party, but still, <laughs> oh, there's so many. Well, no, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's just no, like, I do that very often. Like my sister is usually the first person that I call whenever I'm dealing yeah. with anything, anything. Um, and that's because she's doing this work and she, yeah. can, she can help me see it from a perspective. Fuck it's raining. Um, she can help me see it from a perspective that I sometimes can't get to myself. Like yes. a lot. And this is why people hire coaches is because yeah. you can't do all of this by yourself, like no matter how good you think that you are at this, it's not, this is not something that you can't always see what's going on within you and you need people to like probe you yeah, and ask you the right it. questions. Exactly. Yeah. You can go inside. We well, it's pause. like not, it's like drizzling. So I'm just gonna classic Pacific Northwest rain. Oh man. I'm so fucking jealous. I might move. Uh in a couple minutes, but I'm, yeah, I like do. it out here. So I don't want to move. I feel it. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I think it's, it's always just checking in, you know, and I yeah. think it's harder for people that are doing the work because they're always questioning, like, am I doing this from the right place versus someone who's not doing the work? They're just, they, they do what they always have done. 
Okay, I gotta go inside. <laughs> Is it Megan just the best? Oh, I'm so stoked for you guys to hear the rest of this conversation. So that was the first of three podcast episodes with Megan. Um, the first third of our conversation that we had. And I am so stoked. Let me know what you think. Any questions that you have. So Megan does one-on-one -on -one coaching. And if you are interested in working with her, I've done it. I did one of her programs or her program, just having her as my health coach, mindset coach for six months um, and can firsthand say the incredible things that I learned uh, during that. But she is, if you can't tell, just really, really intuitive. And she's just so tuned in with the mind and the body. And it's really wonderful to get to work with somebody like that. In my personal opinion, that's, you know, my favorite way to work through shit is to to take a holistic look at things and a mindset look at things because as I've done the work with her, I've realized that pretty much everything comes from our mind. So if you'd like to work with her, I've put all of her information to find her down at the link in my bio, not in my bio, in the description. So if you want to book a free discovery call with her, you can do that. If you want to sign up for sessions, just check out her website to figure out how to do that. She's got her TikTok, her Instagram, all of the goods there um, and go reach out. She's literally the best human. I love her so much. And um, I hope that you enjoy this podcast. Stay tuned for part two. Um, I'm excited. We're going to talk more about self-acceptance and social media and so many other things so enjoy thanks so much for being here thanks so much for listening and i'll see you on the mat <laughs>